Hi guys, hello and welcome to Sports Stars Match Point Paradox. This is our cricket podcast where we get you all the latest updates uh, from the world of cricket. Now the focus of this podcast is going to be the Super 12 stage of the Men's T20 World Cup which is currently underway in the UAE. I am Ayan. I am joined by my colleague Amol. Hi Amol. How are you Ayan? I am good. I am good. So Amol, before we uh, do a deep dive of uh, into the Super 12 stage, a quick recap for our uh, listeners and our viewers uh, on uh, everything that has happened in and outside the World Cup. Uh, of course, uh, the big one of the big developments was Virat Kohli coming out in support of uh, Mohammad Shami, uh, who was uh, trolled over his religion following India's loss to Pakistan. um uh, soon after uh, the national cricket council in a in a different uh, uh, instance of course ordered the emirates cricket board to uh, carry out a thorough investigation into the crowd trouble that marred the pakistan versus afghanistan uh, game elsewhere uh, following the announcement of uh, two new ipl teams uh, bcci of course had a major windfall and alisa healy uh, hopes that bcci will use some part of that when fall to start a women's ipl in the near future sarah taylor has been appointed as the assistant coach of the abu dhabi cricket team in the t10 uh, league sarah taylor of course is one of the the best wicket keepers in the game so that's great news rohit sharma is uh, likely to lead the indian team in the white ball uh, series against new zealand which gets underway days after the t20 world cup is over in the united arab emirates yorkshire has said that there will be no disciplinary action uh into uh, the allegations uh, made by Azim Rafiq one of their former players after an independent report said that the conduct didn't merit any uh, uh disciplinary uh, moves from the board and before and before uh, we move on uh, Mithali Raj of course has been conferred with the Khel Ratna award so congratulations Mithali on that too so moving on uh to the men's world cup and uh, of course on tuesday pakistan beat namibia comprehensively to uh, become the first team to qualify uh, for the semi finals uh, there's a major clash coming up on wednesday uh, india versus afghanistan uh, amol uh, very very important clash for india especially with them teetering on the brink of elimination here It's a critical match but let's not uh... get too far the fact of the matter is it's not about elimination yes like you said avoiding elimination is the key here just okay. to uh, be in the hunt as far as the statisticians are concerned okay. you and i we both know that it's uh, virtually impossible for india to make it at least as of now hmm. but more importantly after having two such glorious outings it's it's imperative that Uh, india gives uh, their crores of fans back home and all over the world some reason to rejoice in the festive week that's that's paramount i would say what what's your feeling absolutely i mean it's it's been a i mean there was a lot of expectation from this team going into the world cup what with ipl and you know how that whole narrative about how ipl is a great warm up for the team uh, it has i mean that's that's always been the case right every time ipl is played before an icc event uh, the narrative is that it will hold the players in good stead they'll be in good shape but so far it hasn't really helped so yeah as you correctly pointed out uh, before anything else they need to win uh, and you know get, get some points get get themselves going in the world cup because it's been a tough uh, ride for them so far 
uh, and they're they're facing a team which is high on confidence. Uh, they are number two in the points table. They are uh, the net run rate is uh, upwards of three. So everything's going Afghanistan's way at the moment. Do, do you see India playing the same uh, eleven against Afghanistan? Do you see a marked difference in strategy? I hope they don't play the same eleven. I'm not sure whether they'll eventually make too many changes. Hmm. But uh, given a choice, I would love for either Rahul Chahar or R. Ashwin to be included either as a third spinner or in place of Varun Chakravarti. You see, uh, majority of the teams have been banking on spinners during this tournament. Hmm. And India's spinners have been hidden so far. Correct. Okay, yes, batters haven't given them uh, much leeway. But if you look at the Pakistan game, yes, do was a factor, like you said, uh, everyone in Indian cricket, the insiders, after all, yes. we are outsiders, we don't know what's <laughs> happening. That's what the team keeps on saying. So, in that respect, all of them keep saying that since we play IPL uh, in the summer where half the venues do have uh, lots of dew, we are so used to playing with the wet ball, bowling with it. What we have seen is all of that has come to virtually zilch so far Correct. in the first couple of So, in that respect, uh, I just hope that they end up either adding or replacing one of the two spinners. Since India have a glorious uh, depth of batting, you can't really drop Ravindra Jadeja. Yeah. So the only option you have is to either uh, replace Varun Chakravarti with either Rahul Chahar or yeah. R. Ashwin or include both these guys and compromise either Mohammad Shami or Shardul Thakur. Okay. And when it comes to batting, Lesser said than done, we know that, see, that is where I'm coming from. I am not surprised with the manner in which the tournament has panned out for India so far. Because one, your 15 wasn't really balanced. When your 15 isn't balanced, your 11 is bound to be compromised, especially with three batters at the top who love to build innings. All that has been reflected in the first couple of games. So, uh, I don't know whether they have actually enough time or resources or skills to bounce back and win three games on the trot to finish the tournament and a high. Just yeah. to add one more point before I throw it back to Ayan, like you rightly pointed out, Afghanistan, a lot of people back home will not realize that Afghanistan is one of the most difficult teams to overcome in T20 cricket especially. Correct. So please, the Indian team is definitely not going to take them lightly. But going by the current form, we know who is the underdog uh, going into the match. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a point very well made. And let's not forget that the Indian batters have to contend with uh, a quality spin attack here. You know, there's Rashid Khan. Uh, there's Mujibur Rahman who, uh, well, of course, got injured, didn't play the last game. But if he's fit, he comes back into 11. And it's not going to be easy because Abu Dhabi, of course, is a fielding captain's uh, delight. The boundaries are quite, quite big. You know, the ball's going to turn. Uh, of course, the game uh, between Pakistan and Namibia saw quite a lot of runs being scored. Pakistan's approach was quite interesting. This is something that India tries to do, but fails. They they sort of, you know, went the test match way in the first 10 overs, reserved wickets, and then in the last 10, just went bonkers with the bat. Uh, Namibia too, they started cautiously. And then just when it looked like they were picking up the pace, of course, the innings uh, fell apart. So it'll be interesting to see Afghanistan's approach, whether Rashid Khan bowls in the power play 
uh, on Wednesday, uh, given uh, you know his prowess and given the struggles that in batters have had of late. Because uh, while KL Rahul and you know Rohit Sharma, uh, they have excellent uh, records against spin overall, but they have struggled uh, in the recent past. And uh, so yeah, I mean, take Afghanistan lightly at your peril would be the message. Uh, moving on to uh, Pakistan, Amol, uh, what do you what do you make of their campaign? I mean, four wins on the trot, uh, clearly one of the favorites with England at the moment. Yes, and going by the T20 World Cup's glorious record, where no team has been unbeaten in a tournament. Correct. I think Pakistan would be happy to have one bad match uh, yeah. as their last match of the group stage. Like that's the Pakistan we all have been. witnessing yeah. in every major tournament anyway whenever even back in 1992 when they won the world cup or the uh, 2010 they won no 2009 hmm. so the t20 world cup that they won they they have a tendency of having one terrible outing so they would be hoping that hmm. either they have that terrible outing in the last league match or they create history like they have done at the start of the tournament itself correct absolutely and and what was also notable against namibia was uh, babar azam's decision uh, to uh, uh, you know bat first because the previous uh, three wins came while uh, chasing so uh, it gives them good match practice see how the bowlers respond to you know the scoreboard pressure and they came out flying colors of course you you can't even say that you know namibia being an associate was probably an easier challenge given how namibia Have played in this tournament, so kudos to them too. Uh, another uh, tournament favorite is of course England, who are soaring high once again on uh, Josh Butler's uh, form. Uh, you know, what, what do you what do you make of him? Easily one of the best T20 finishers at the moment, finishers and openers too. Yeah, yeah, a complete package. That's what you meant, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the simple point is, uh, look at England and look at a team like India. okay india in both the matches have lost wickets early and haven't been able to recover in any way as such yes they did uh, eventually score 150 odd against pakistan okay. but we knew that that was not going to be enough mm. to actually uh, pressurize a top or a top quality batting order mm. right and here you have uh, england who again just like india lose three early wickets and what do they do how many did they score it was it was for all of us to see the difference mm-hmm. between uh, a top notch side and a side that has entered a world tournament uh, in a confused state of mind i wouldn't say that uh, with lack of preparation and all like india batting coach uh, admitted in the pre match presser against afghanistan that everyone had had enough games under their belt this team came good in the warm up matches all the roles that were assigned to particular players they could deliver in warm up matches when you could have in fact when you had the liberty to play 13 a side right the result was not going to matter so it was under no pressure whatsoever and come at the big moment we saw what happened to them and that's precisely why i am saying england and pakistan and not because what they have done in the four games since early days even before the tournament we have been discussing how england and pakistan are among the strongest contenders for the top title yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and and one one more thing that has gone in its way is is the way they have utilized mohin ali 
England somehow seemed to not use him properly. You know, Moinelli is used fantastically by franchises. Uh, CSK did it. Uh, it happened in the hundred as well. Somehow England have always fallen short of uh, using uh, the full potential of Moinelli, which they have this time. Not just with the bat, but with the ball as well. Especially with the ball, uh, you know, he's been uh, given the role of uh, bowling in the power play. He bowls on the trot, uh, and uh, that that's taken the pressure off. That has allowed Morgan to hold back his main bowlers, the pacers, and you know, someone like Chris Jordan or say Mark Wood hold back, hold them back for the death overs because you have a bowler in Moinali who is not only going to uh, bowl on the trot in the power play, but also not concede too many and well pick up a couple of wickets along the way yeah can i just add a couple of points about sure. the england thing yeah uh, you look at someone like chris wokes correct okay he withdrew from ipl because mm-hmm. for whatever he may have been unfit he wanted to be uh, fresh mentally he wanted to correct. prepare for the big tournament it was his call mm-hmm. nobody had stopped any top india player mm-hmm. to take a break from ipl mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the priorities were evident mm-hmm. So you can't blame IPL for India's debacle as such. In no way can you do that. It's an individual choice at the end of the day. Mm. And the other thing is about uh, the England captain. All Mm. through the IPL, whenever we used to discuss, uh, either you guys would discuss in the uh, weekly podcast Mm. or we would discuss in Twitter spaces of Sportstar. Mm. uh, I would try and tell the uh, cricket crazy fans, don't write Owen Morgan off. Yeah. Because in franchise cricket, especially, a captain can be played purely on the basis of his merit as a leader. Uh, yeah. Here we have seen the same thing. Plus, he has come good as a batter also now. Yeah. After all, he's a quality player. And we saw, yeah. you mentioned about Moin Ali, how much he has been a great asset for England. They have been able to utilize him finally. But in one match, your best bowler from the previous match, you don't even make him bowl. Correct. Take that chance. Not a yeah. set. Yeah. As such for yeah. And that's where yeah. that the teams are actually taken by surprise while being up against them. And that's what we say. You know, T20 is all about moments and all sorts of other cliches. To actually make it happen on the field is the key. And England are doing that. Morgan is leading them to it. Just to add to your Morgan point, uh, in, a, in a recent chat with Paul Fabris, who was one of uh, the assistant coaches until recently, uh, till 2019, just before the World Cup, he stepped down. And um, one thing that has actually uh, he mentioned was how watching Morgan live that philosophy of playing fearless cricket has helped the other members of the team to follow him. So um, you're absolutely right when you say that you know a, a player of that caliber, captain of that caliber, can be played based on just that merit of captaincy. He has he's shown that, of course, now coming good with the bat. Is just bonus for England uh, because they already have a very formidable opening batter in uh, Josh Butler. Uh, that is one thing that uh, probably was, uh, you could say, a weakness for England because their batting wasn't tested because the top order is doing so well. But it sort of came under fire, so to speak, against Sri Lanka. And they again sort of managed to adjust to the challenges and then uh, came out with flying colors. So no wonder England and Pakistan are, uh, yeah. One yeah. the two know, it's been like uh, it's been forever since we have started chatting, Ayan, and you are yeah. desperate to talk about your favorite team. But before coming there, let yeah. me just uh, give a polite reminder to everyone who is listening to us that ultimately 
the, these are two sides of a con- coin a captain yeah. is as good as a team and mm. uh, a captain has to lead by example mm. everyone every team uses it according to its convenience here i'm only restricting myself to england not talking about anyone else but we have seen which side of the coin should we actually look at when it yeah. comes to the t20 world cup Correct. Let's talk about Australia. Yeah. So yeah, of course. Uh, before we go to Australia, South Africa, of course, uh, they've they've had a convincing win too. So they have kept themselves alive, and it's it's it, the margin of the victory ensures that the net run rate gets a massive boost too. So uh, you know, if you while the number ones from both groups are sort of uh, already decided. There's a lot of jostling happening below them. So uh, South Africa is one of the contenders. Of course, their win on Tuesday other makes it more difficult for uh, teams like West Indies and Australia. Australia still in 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 the reckoning. But uh, as uh, as I said, I mean South Africa, what they have done so well is that of course there's been plenty of discussion about their off-field distractions with Quinton de Kock refusing to take an E, and then you know the whole drama that unfolded, and then he agreed to it. But the team is stronger with Decock in the 11. I mean, Pakistan, big pardon. South Africa does better when Decock does well, and uh, their bowling attack is even when they are not winning, unarguably one of the best. That's what I feel. They've got Anrik Nordia, they've got Kagizo Rabada, they've got uh, Pretorius, who's emerged as the new death over bowler for them. Um, and of course, let's not forget Tavares Shamsi, who's the number one T20. I bowler. So uh, uh, as a bowling attack, it's 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 a complete package. Uh, the batting uh, is is found wanting at times. Yeah. Against Bangladesh, of course, uh, you know Rabada Ramuk with the new ball, and then Nordia and Pretorius didn't really let the pressure. Uh, you know, didn't uh, made sure that Bangladesh didn't get off the hook. So uh, I think this bowling attack of South Africa is, uh, if if they are to progress to the semis, is what is going to hold them in good stead. Of course, the lack of middle of the options means they're stacking their eleven with uh, openers. Uh, you know, all the guys. Aiden Markram is an opener. You've got Van der Dusen who plays up the order as well. So these are all guys who sort of are batting up the order or are sort of pushed down because they don't have middle order finishers. Of course, there's David Miller, whose reputation of being a finisher always precedes him everywhere he goes. uh but i think uh, south africa as a team would want to stack up its uh, batting uh, it's all going well at the moment so let's see how how it, it sort of pans out for them uh, because uh, how south africa does will also decide the fate of australia and west indies west indies is in the reckoning so is australia australia of course has its own problems they don't seem to uh, you know get their 11 right uh, having stoinis and wade uh, at number 5 6 helps but again these are guys who open the batting so uh, they are playing out of their position so how they fare uh, when uh, the team is really under the pump uh, when they are playing out of their position remains to be seen so at the moment it looks like uh, well pakistan and england have uh, uh, ensured themselves of a semi final of semi final spots that jostling right below them is going to continue for a while and uh, as you correctly pointed out it's too early to say anything about whether india will qualify at the moment it's it's uh, i mean it looks like a distant dream they need to first win all their games and win those games by big margins to even stand an outside chance of qualifying such has been the campaign for virat kohli's men so yeah uh, 
that would be all that's all the time we have for this episode of matchpoint paradox wait ayan yes like we did yeah. the last two weeks give me your uh, as of now yeah after november 3rd at the end of november 3 proceedings can you give me uh, your remaining two picks for the semi finals uh i'll probably go with afghanistan and south africa i don't know if you remember but before we uh, took off for dubai i had said that you know afghanistan would be one of my four semi finals so it's quite exciting to see them you know coming through so far so yeah i'd say south africa and afghanistan afghanistan of course is a feel good factor and and good for them it's not just the feel good factor that makes me say afghanistan is a contender they have played some quality cricket and if they do make it to the last two it will be based on their cricket merit uh and south africa of course you know it's a quality outfit uh, they seem to come close to winning titles in icc events but somehow you know falter at the last step so yeah i mean judging uh, by how things are uh, as of november 3 my picks would be afghanistan and south africa what about you uh i'll just go with afghanistan and uh, i know i'm being too far fetched but i still feel somehow west indies will find a way to get oh, absolutely that that yeah yes i mean let's not forget they are the two time defending champions they somehow uh, they are defending champions for a reason so hopefully they will find their way back after a uh, uh, rather indifferent start so yeah that's all we have time for in this episode of matchpoint paradox uh, do join us next wednesday for a brand new edition of the podcast with more conversations about cricket If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, please do so right away so you don't miss a single episode. Tell us what you think of the podcast too. Uh, find us on social media at SportsTaWeb and give us your feedback. Uh, and you can follow, of course, all the live coverage from not just cricket but all sports on www.sportstar.thehindu.com. Until next week, take care, stay safe, and goodbye.